Engage. Welcome to Mysterious Goings-On, the podcast about creativity, writing, and mystery. Every week, we talk about all kinds of great fiction and meet the people who write it. We also feature explorations about creativity in all walks of life. Your host, Alex Greenwood, will join you right after this. Okay, just a heads up, if you have not watched Picard, Star Trek Picard, Season 3, Episode 9, Vox, then you need to go do that right now before you listen any further, because we're going to spoil the crap out of it. Uh, Lucas had to read that because I've lost my Vox from screaming about this episode. Um, hey, welcome to Trek Takes. Uh, that was the inimitable film critic and screenwriter, Lucas Hardwick. I'm Alex Greenwood, your host from Mysterious Goings On, and thank you and welcome back to Trek Takes. By the way, I hope to goodness, if we're on your feed right now, that you also will remember today we had a very special episode with the founder of the American Film Institute himself, George Stevens Jr., son of the legendary George Stevens, Oscar winner many times over for such films as Giant, Shane, uh, Penny Serenade, so many more. Of course, he also filmed The Liberation of Dachau, which to my mind is the greatest film he ever made. Um, but also, uh, Mr. Stevens is a delight, and I, I'm going to tell a little secret to you Trek Takes fans out there. If you listen to George Stevens Jr., uh, who is a director, Emmy winner, Oscar winner, um, Humanitas Prize winner, it just goes on and on in his own right, a talented and uh, wonderful individual who is responsible for curating some of the best film that ever existed. He also directed a lot of episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, which we're going to talk about eventually. Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm very flattered to tell you that he was so himself pleased with this interview. He's asked to come back on the show, and he's going to be a special, mid thank yeah. you, special midsummer guest coming in June. We'll be recording right about two months. Wait, was this April 13th? April March, 13th. June 13th. We're going to record again. So uh, the heaven will and the river don't rise and the whole thing. We'll be back. So. Go listen to George Stevens Jr. And also earlier this week, just one more little commercial here, uh, a wonderfully inspirational story from Fitz Kohler, a breast cancer survivor who is a, a marathoner and a race caller as far as races and a inspirational speaker. Just been a great week for things on Mysterious Going On. So I want to thank you. But you know what? We're going to get down to business. Mm -hmm. We're going to beam down to uh, before I lose my Vox. We might not want to beam. We might not, lest we be assimilated. He's so good. He's so good. We, you we may want to just take a shuttle over here before I lose my Vox, before we talk about the <laughs> the penultimate episode, uh, episode nine of the 10 um, episode uh, uh, season. season three of Picard. Uh, Vox, uh, so dude, we're looking at this. And by the way, if you're new to this, go listen to all the others. But if you don't have time, we don't go through every plot point. Luke, Lucas and I just chat about it like two buddies who just sat down to coffee at the at the at the IHOP after going to a, a late movie or maybe it's not the IHOP or maybe the IHOP serves a little whiskey or something I don't know it doesn't matter so hey brother what did you think just your first take mm. your general take of Vox wow uh my general well who can who can get the last 10 minutes of that out of their head you know um that was pretty amazing um uh, my general take on Vox um, you know, it's, it's, it's all the entire episode is climax, you know, or, well, it's, it's almost climax. We're really right up to climax, you know, and it's, um, uh, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was just 
I mean, some of the best Star Trek maybe we've ever seen, not only because of the obvious reasons, but because these characters are reunited and they are in top form. And uh, the writing is uh, excellent. The con the concepts they're, that they're they're working with are is, is excellent. You know, uh, nothing is for no reason. Nothing is for the sake of doing it. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's just it's some of the best Star Trek I've ever seen. What's your take? Let's hear it. Um, I I I I can echo much of this. Um, it was revealed. Okay, again, last warning, friends. If you haven't watched it, please hit pause on this. Go watch it because we're gonna burn it down here. Um, let, let's, I, I'm, you know, I make notes, listeners, and of course, viewers, on, if you subscribe for $1.99 a month, you can see us on video. I have my handy-dandy Remarkable 2 pa- tablet that I keep in front of me just to remember stuff, but I, I mean, I, I make notes, and I'll go through and refer to these, but just in general, it's funny you say this, because Lucas and I don't compare notes before the show. We just start talking. And uh, let's be clear. I watched this around 1.15 p.m. Central today. I had a long meeting. Uh, no, actually, 2 p.m. Central. I had a long meeting that went after lunch. I couldn't watch it over lunch. When did you watch? You, I got a text from you from about 3.45 a.m. saying, brother, do not go look at Twitter until you've watched it. Is that I watched. Right? I watched it at 2.30 this morning when I got Jeez, up so uh, before I went to work. Yeah. And then I watched it again on my breaks uh throughout the day on your phone uh, yeah yeah on my phone yeah sorry wow. but that's the that's what that's the breaks um, but, but but that's after you saw it on a, that's after i would seen it on my yeah. screen yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah. yeah i was so, just watching to kind of refresh myself and and think after i've let it process because there's so many scenes in this especially at the end when you're you're just you you can't even believe what you're seeing uh you you're not able to process what's happening you know um <sighs> I, I, you know, the superlatives are coming fast and furious, but I got to, not just from you, from everybody, but I've just got to say, well, there's one notable exception we both follow on Twitter. I'm so afraid of blowing the the, the ending, even though everybody's listening, you know, has watched it. We've got play. a friend on Twitter, right, who, who he's, he's not in love with this, but he seems to be grudgingly be saying it's pretty good. But um, but in general, amongst the people we follow, it's it's a great, uh, all right, I'm just going to say, okay, look, um, we find out that Jack Crusher is uh, is what many people thought he was. The board. He's a product he's, of the board. Product. And this was something we discussed just a few weeks ago on this very show. On this very show. Uh, I wrote here, uh, uh, Jack Crusher, Borg, and then in parentheses, let down. Now, wait, let me finish. I, I, I have things to say about that, too. Yeah, go you ahead. You do? Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, and you're right after this. I'll just say, I just That's like, fine. Uh, it's and I and I said to myself, it's so obvious. And then I said to myself, and I wrote a note, and I said, they better make this really work. And I think they did. What did you think? I, you know, I, I one thing I was I, I saw Borg coming when he opens the door and it's a Borg cube. You know what? Well, I'm yeah. gonna first. I'm gonna say I I had trouble sleeping last night because I was so excited to get up and watch it. And I and I just I I remember got at one point go to the bathroom. I come back lay back down. I'm like, what if Captain Kirk's involved? And then I couldn't get that out of my head. Oh man. And uh, anyway, but he opens the door and he sees the board cube, and I'm like, mm, okay, I thought that was probably the case. And um, but but you know, I'm with you. It's like okay, let's go do the board one more time. Um, but those feelings aside, I feel like I only feel that way because one. 
they screwed it up in season two with the Borg. Yeah. You know, yeah, that was totally unnecessary. I'm like, I got to just forget that. Okay. Pretend that never happened. Right. Um, Yeah. They did Borg in first contact, but they didn't do Borg to this degree where it's part of the offspring. And well, they did they, Borg in, in, in Voyager, but I'm not a big Voyager guy, yeah, so don't actually, ask me what they did. I, I'm I thinking, to, I'm just sticking strictly to TNG stuff right now, okay? Okay, with 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 as far as Borg go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they did do the Borg to death though in Voyager, it's always everywhere, every time they need an adversary that 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 well, makes well, everybody pucker, it's the Borg. The Borg Queen is the new con, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you see though that they brought Alice Krieger back for the voice? I thought that um, sounded and, and like by the her. Way, I, I keep these notes and I wrote, it's Alice Krieger. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I was a little kind of like, okay, the Borg. But then they just, the way they structured, the way they just manufactured this, this, uh, this, this danger, this narrative, this conflict with it right. was so different and creative and, it's like okay, this is really a threat, and actually, it led me to have some kind of big theories, which is I believe I texted you today. You did. I, I said you have lots got, of big. Theories. I said I I've got big theories. Um, and I said that's what she said. <laughs> and and so, uh, you know, who would have ever thought the transporter, and Picard's DNA in the transporter, and I I figured Picard's DNA obviously being Borg infiltrated. Uh. You know, but to put it in the transporter, how friggin' genius is that? And then it only affects young people. And I thought, too, this is kind of a comment on the world we live in. Don't you think that's true? And how um, the, the, well, not to mention the AI, the AI stuff that's taken over, right? And AI is everywhere, right? And it's young people doing it right and young people are the ones getting assimilated so there's a little bit there's some contextual um parallels here uh which i thought was interesting you don't always um traditionally i think especially in next generation movie level you didn't quite get really contextual parallels you know so that was really cool to have that happen you're looking at me funny. What do you got? I'm looking because I because it's like a mind meld here. It's a Vulcan patty melt. I mean, <laughs> I, I said the same shiz. I was remember what I said earlier. I said mm-hmm. they better make this work. They did, and mm-hmm. then they do this transporter thing, and I'm like, God, oh, Jesus! They totally t- brilliant. This I thought mean, of seriously, everything. They, thought they, of everything. The assimilation through the very, but that that's always the thing, isn't it? When it's your own shit that turns on you, when the mm-hmm. enemy uses your own stuff against you, it's like when when Kirk and Spock used the command codes against Khan and mm-hmm. took over the Reliant Shields. It's the mm-hmm. same thing, and I was just like. It's you right know, under their nose the whole look, time. I, I'm, I'm a cynic, and I don't like to like look like I'm just like you know sucking on the same teat as everybody else. But I, I'm gonna tell you right now, get out of the way because that hind teat's mine. This is a great idea <laughs> as a writer. Wow, that was you talking about you having good lines every now. And then. And we're as on the writer, farm. Now, we're on the farm tonight. We're on the farm. Listen, I'm telling you. Um, so it's funny. I wrote Borg let down. And then I wrote Red Eye, Arrow, Borg. Now, and by the way, let's let's all say a humble um, uh, moment of 
silence for this being the paw raise i think it was a brilliant Oh yeah, idea that would have but that it wasn't would have been a really that would have been a fun idea too. Uh, i think it's but right up there with my tom Riker. you and that, i had two competing yeah. things that Well, didn't work I think I think this this may the Borg thing too also has always been kind of unresolved with Picard, well yeah and and with he Picard thought it was this but shows it wasn't about Picard yeah exactly this shows about Picard, um Picard was Locutus. We've got to nail the Borg thing down. We've got and I think I think big picture. This will be the end of the Borg. That's what I think. Well, we I think one can hope if you're if you, one can yeah, hope. I think I think they're going to put the Borg to rest. I think they've got to resolve this Borg thing uh, because we keep coming back to it. And it's the same shit um, all the time. It, into this is while it is different, it is kind of the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, And yeah, I don't mean no. that in a bad way. Um, uh, so I think it's this is the way to resolve the Borg conflicts. Or the, or the Borg issue, rather. If they're going to do the same shit, they better do it as damn well good as they just did on this. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you, I, I, I had a note here. Oh, sorry. Did I? No, 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 you're fine. I had a note here. I just wrote uh, the John Luke and Jacques, uh, Jacques, 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 Jacques Couchet, uh, the handsome, the handsome young Jacques. Um, Jacques Crochier. That, that was Crucier. That scene was so well shot in, in, in uh, Crusher's quarters or wherever he was. Uh, did Oh my you, gosh. that was right up there, by the way. And, and, and I'm going to say this, this is not a popular thing to say, but I'm going to say it. The, the only thing I truly loved about Generations was the cinematography. And when they're around Yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the Ar Aragosa uh, observatory area Mm. and the, the way they lit the bridge and the ready room, Oh yeah. um, th th I saw this and I said, this is echoes of that shiz right there. Because what that represented was the calm before the storm. And of course, this confrontation between JL. Oh my God, I just called him JL like... What the what the what who are you? What happened I don't to you? know what happened to me. I just what what, what Rafi's call, Rafi calls it, but uh, JL uh, between John Luke and Jack and I, I said the lighting. And I just wrote this here: the lighting, the scene is so well shot and well lit. Um, I will say, I think you're right. I think that uh, I think I think, and, and, and this is one thing, listeners. If you're new, we're both writers. He and I, of you know, we may not be writing. For TV or movies at the moment, but we we both are accomplished writers in our own right, and and I always step back and I go, how would I have written this? And I I think my friend, knowing that the constraints they were under budgetarily as well as the constraints they're under uh, storytelling wise, I think the Borg is. At first, I thought, oh, you know, let down, safe choice, blah blah. But they've done it in such a creative way. It's kind of the, the way Metallus has done this from moment one. Yeah. You can see some easy choices, but he didn't take the easy way of making those choices work. Right. I think some of the easy choices were obvious choices, things you had to do. Like, some, I think Mugatu, our friend, the undiscovered Mugatu, brought Yes. up uh, the fact that uh, could it be is it is it really going to be Jack Crusher? Um, you know what's Right. what we got to do to save the galaxy? And, and I believe I said in response to that, well, unfortunately, that's kind of the name of the game. Uh, when you're dealing with Star Trek on this on this level, I mean it's not our favorite thing, um, but um, it's all about how it's executed, and I think they've really executed it well this season. Uh, lots of I love that there's so many red herrings. We've been guessing all season about a lot of different things, and that's been that's been fun to explore. Um, there's not much value in that when you go back to rewatch it, uh, but.
you know, you kind of have to think uh, in terms of when you're making something, is anybody going to rewatch it? So let's make it, let's make it fun the first time, you know? Um, I think so. And and I think, I think, you know what, you can rewatch it with an eye towards things you might've missed. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. With the poached eggs and the Easter eggs mm-hmm. and all of it. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up Mugatu, who is, who has been a regular correspondent to us on a lot of these things. And, uh, and I, I just say that, I mean, he he sent us some kind of encouraging notes here. Nothing, you know, uh, super big for this one. But also Clint uh, has sent us some stuff. And he, I'm looking, I'm sorry, I'm struggling to find on my stupid phone where, oh, he sent me some things. And can we take a minute here? Yeah. And he has a way of finding me when I'm like mowing the lawn or, or working or whatever. But he says this. Um, I have people do that for me. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, okay, <laughs> You do it, people. I know you <laughs> I'm do. Kidding. Tell you go, what. go ahead. I don't um, let's let's go here. Uh, okay, what is this? What is say thirteenth? Uh, he anyway. Uh, just dipping in here. Uh, we had some talk. Maybe we talked about this last time about the tall changeling. Of course, that's all kind of you know doesn't matter anymore. They're all gone. And Vedic's gone. But um, uh, where was it? Uh, he said some funny stuff. I'm sorry. Just taking me a second here to find that. Um, how did they get control of the ship without the command? Okay, okay, let's move forward. Um, uh, I don't think he can go. We we had a theory about how come you know you can't get into Vedic's mind and mm-hmm. it's due to the physiology and and uh, I said to him, you know, about uh, I've slaughtered countless enemies over the years and considered sending their heads to all of you, but I was advised that was passive aggressive. And my uh, Clint said, I love that line. Uh, but but he said some things here. Uh, he was just sending me comments the whole way through about stuff that I don't remember saying during the show, but apparently he likes to listen. And he told me this. He says, forgive me, but when I'm listening to it, I, I don't remember sometimes that you two recorded this. I just feel like I'm talking with you. Yeah, so he had a lot of really good comments here, and I'm probably missing out on a lot of this stuff. Uh, but I just wanted to say, Clint, thank you. And thank you, he, Clint. And I also heard from him, uh, and he sent me something really special, which is kind of private, but uh, a nice, lovely gift involving Star Trek. And and thank you. And oh my God, speak of the devil! Are you ready for this? Yes, he texted you. Yes, I have an email just at eight thirty nine p.m. What time? Oh, wait a minute. I I I just get it too. Yeah, I got it too. Yeah. Well, you, you, of... you go, you go. What's he say? Okay, well, all right. Let me get my email open here. Oh, my God. Guys, we didn't plan this. <laughs> we didn't. He knows we're recording. To the law firm of Greenwood and Hardwick. This <laughs> we're is no longer uh, Chad, the uh, undiscovered, a.k.a. the undiscovered Mugatu. Mugatu. Uh, to the law firm of Hard Greenwood and Hardwick. I might be walking my comments about jack forward again i'm sure the in the final episode he'll do something to stop the borg but it doesn't seem like he's necessary for anything the changelings or the borg have planned they can put code in the transporters without him take over starfleet without him i don't see the need for him for anyone really Eh, i'm griping again the last five minutes of the episode made the previous 45 minutes of exposition and ridiculous extrapolation worth it what how refreshing was it just to have them turn on the damn lights? Now I kind of do agree with you on that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think that was on purpose though, but to show that juxtaposition, like where Starfleet is and where it came from. Right. Um, I still don't see how in the world they're going to save the day. Much love, and Mugatu. Mugatu, my brother. Uh, I, I, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I, I'm. 
I may be closer to your opinion than Lucas. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, no, uh, he's, I don't think he's, I don't, he makes a very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's been, in my opinion, so well developed so far. They've, they've got to have a way out. They've got to have right. a reason. There's going to be a reason. I, I hope and pray there's a reason uh, for Jack Crusher's, um, you know, comp, you know, comp being compromised by the board. Well, I agree. I agree. Um, go ahead, though, uh, if you want to further this. I, um, I'm well, uh, to a text. That's fine. Go right ahead. Um, well, I, you know, I think you make some good points, uh, Mugatu. Um, you don't need anybody, really. You know, he's he's not wrong about that. From what they've set up, yeah. So there's got to be some. Well, they did kind of need. Because they made him a transmitter, remember? He's the Picard was the receiver. He was the voice, but he he was right. The, he was and the, so yeah. because because of the iromatic quote quote I'm using quote fingers the iromatic syndrome. Jack is the transmitter, so he, he, they needed him to activate all of this stuff, right? Am I mm-hmm. wrong about that? That's what it, that's what it came across to me. Like yeah. they needed Jack to activate all of this junk all this board junk so that everybody under 25 would just get us anybody under 25 that had been in a transporter uh would get assimilated so yeah it's there i think there is a reason yeah and i think uh it's if you're not it's easy to miss is what i'm trying to say it's easy right. to miss you know um and with so much going on yeah uh it, it's going to be hard to really get that message across and it will hopefully be a little clearer in the next episode right uh by the way just to amplify clint has just texted me as well and he said well the borg stuff we were really close on weren't we and i'm like yep um he clint really believed that it was it was borg he just to be clear here he was uh, in our wow. private private conversations he was very much yeah this is borg stuff uh-huh. and and i've lost my video oh, there you are I, I hit the wrong button he's and and we'll get to it but he says enterprise d nice to see her put back together beyond nice clint beyond nice and, yes uh, again clint thanks for that wonderful surprise uh he's he's a buddy and he sent me something really wonderful and in the mail and it was trek related and it made me a little misty there buddy thank you um much much to you my friend and brother and we'll talk at you about this thanks for your thoughts and if you text some more we'll, we'll bring it up um by the way i should just say we'll get to this at the end but if you guys are enjoying commenting you know mugatu clint others uh, we're going to talk about doing a wrap-up show, not next week, but uh, soon after on the heels of it before everything cools down completely. Like the, what the, did we talk about the 22nd, perhaps? or is that Perhaps the on? 22nd, because next Thursday is the 20th. That's the final mm-hmm. episode. And then maybe Saturday night we might want to do a YouTube Live. And uh, I I'm, think we can I'm do in. that. Uh, oh, Clint adds, I just don't understand the Borg now versus last season with Girardi becoming the Borg <sighs> queen. Well... Let me fix that for you, Clint. You don't even think about last season. <laughs> we just pretend it didn't happen. Uh, two things about the Borg Queen from last season. Can I say one thing? The actress, I, I'm sorry, I don't have her name in front of me. Anne uh, Worshing. God rest her soul. We lost her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that had any bearing on why Alice Krieger's voice is, uh, is, the new, is the Borg Queen again or not. Uh, but I, I will say this, having watched that, I thought Anne did a, a marvelous job. And again, mm-hmm. God rest your soul, we lost her. I believe she was only about your age, brother. She's so, pretty young. Yeah, I think 41, 42, yeah. 
Yeah, that's young. That's yeah. really young. Uh, so, Clint, um, on understanding with Girardi, I, and 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 of course he's you now he's saying now we know it was in Bay Twelve. Well, I love it because twelve was my favorite number. So anyway, um, no, but l- here let's get back on track here. But Clint, <laughs> keep texting. Well, here I'm talking to Clint like he's here. He's he is here. You want me to step out? You and Clint can in no, text. No, I mean it's I'm just kidding, funny because like he'll text me when he's listening and go like uh, I'm, we're recording right, and right. he's texting to us, and now I've texted him, and now he's texting us but we won't be anyway it doesn't matter i get it no yeah all right it's weird um so i was uh, anyway back to what i was saying so let's get back um and and guys again thank you and we're gonna talk at the end about what we may do with the the live show so uh we, when they got to enterprise uh being revealed wow wow you know i was surprised at how that got uh-huh. to me yeah, I was me too. really surprised because I didn't expect that. I didn't. I just kind of forgot about it. I thought that was always a possibility, but I didn't really like. Didn't really land on that. And uh, when all of them walked onto that bridge, and and it looks exactly like it did. And I love that it's. And I love that it's the like in the story. It's the bridge. It is it the Enterprise re- recovered not, from Viridian Three. Yes. I was actually talking about the F, uh, uh, the F with uh, Admiral Shelby, though. Yes. Oh, the well, F, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did, yeah, did they was... F that up, or what did you think of it? Did you like that? We'll get to Viridian's. Uh, oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that one. Uh, the Enterprise F. Now, let's just look at a little bit of history about the Enterprise F. The Enterprise F came out of the Star Trek Online video game. Right. It's been around for a while, and if you do a little memory alpha. Uh, the captain is an the captain has been an Andorian named Vakel Sean. Yeah, I looked him up this week because I thought, well, maybe we'll see him. So no Jeffrey Ad- Combs, eh? Yeah, that would be cool. Um, but we got Admiral Shelby, which was mm. a really cool, interesting choice, a perfect choice, really, considering all things considered, with the uh, the, the Borg coming along. And and but did Riker practically spitting her name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they called that that stuff out didn't they 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 never really patched it up apparently no apparently not yeah and she's an admiral and he's not you're right yeah yeah and she was a commander under him right am i right about that yeah Yeah. 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 Uh, lieutenant commander i thought for a minute like i thought she could possibly be a changeling but they killed her so she wasn't but um, well what you know i do i it's funny because and i'm don't mind me, but I, 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 it's funny because you say that because uh, uh, I had some notes here and I wrote Enterprise Shelby, nice touch. That's the immediate thing. And then I, then I read, uh, then I wrote Fleet Formation is stupid as shit. And that's before oh. it was before Riker goes, what that might as well be a, you know, yeah. like was, right. That was so yeah. stupid. How Fleet formation so, junk. I know it's so just stupid. like the, it's just like, it's just like the Borg. And well, and this leads me kind of, this was an interesting thing. I, I, I leading up to uh, the D the enterprise D being, being used um, and how it was an, what Jordy called an analog vessel. Is that not just like right out of Battlestar Galactica? Yes. Do you remember yes. that? Yeah, I love that. I do. I kind of love that. The, the last hope of humanity was the, the ship that wasn't on the internet. Right. Yeah. Well, this leads me to my big theories, which I can I can share now or I can share later. I want your big theories, buddy. Okay. Well, my big theory. There's a lot of a lot of, a lot of things going into it. We've got a, a group of ships. We've got an entire Starfleet that is so easily compromised 
by this board by their their basically big internet connection right they're digitized and they're connected right that's a threat we can't have that so even if they resolve this borg stuff they've either got to undo this technology can it be undone or at the end of the thing the entire fleet gets destroyed right right i mean i mean that's a possibility right absolutely um the entire fleet gets destroyed and they have to take a step back. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let's put a pin in that. Let's talk about Bill Krauss. Bill Krauss is the designer of the USS Titan. Bill Krauss, mm-hmm. he shows up to my, one of my favorite conventions, Wonderfest in Louisville, Kentucky in June every year. And he has the greatest, really great designs. And Wait, is it, coming, is it coming this June? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. What's Darren the date? Do you know, uh, What's... June tenth and eleventh. Shit, oh, I'm on vacation. Are Go you? ahead. Oh, not in Louisville. Darren Doctorman will be there. Um, Darren's gonna be there. Darren's gonna be there, man. What are you gonna be there? The uh, planning on it. Yeah. Oh, we get, we should just get a booth. Oh, we we could, couldn't we? Right next to the. It might be too late now, but maybe next. Yeah, I. I'll wear my shirt and everything. Oh man, that would be so cool. <laughs> I bet uh, I have the only one in existence in the wild. No, I've Go got ahead, one. Sorry. I got one in my closet. You got one of these? Mm-hmm. Oh man. I do got one of those. Yeah. My wife's like, why'd you buy that? <laughs> my do. She didn't get it. She's like, who is yeah. that? She's sorry, like, is that the guy you talk to on the internet? <laughs> um, yeah, like my daughter. Who's that? Is that that guy who keeps you every Thursday night? <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> Anyway, so Bill Krauss and Bill Krauss is if you don't follow him, go find him online. He's on all the social medias. Bill right. Krauss designs these really cool retro looking starships. Um uh, and I so my big theory is they have to the fleet gets destroyed or they have to destroy it or whatever. And fast forward a few years later, and we've restarted Starfleet all over, kind of taking a step back from the technology. And uh, if there is a Star Trek legacy, I see it being uh, taking place because also the next episode, the final episode of the season is called The Last Generation. And I saw Terry Metallus say he meant the as in last as in final. So they just let's just say they have to destroy the fleet or the fleet gets destroyed somehow. The fleet gets retrofitted somehow, whatever. Fast forward the next if there's another Star Trek series, Star Trek Legacy, whatever. It's got to take place a few years later, and it'll be this version of it'll be a new version of the next generation, but it won't be called next generation. And it'll be, you know, maybe a few years down the road. That's my that's my big theory. And I, I think it it's legacy. I think I think what we're building, I think we're building up to a big reset is what I think. But, we're but building. wait, I thought it was legacy. Not it is. It, I think they're talking about doing a, a show called Legacy. But I don't oh, think I thought any, you said it was called The Last Generation. The the last episode of the of Picard is called the last generation. I'm sorry, I I, I got distracted for a second. I keep getting texts. I apologize. That's okay. So so that's what the next one's going to be called, the last generation. Oh wow. The last episode is called the last generation. And Terry Metalis tweeted said, and he meant as in final. So I think we're looking at a big Star Trek reset. And I think with Bill, Bill, and I've heard that Bill Krause has another ship that's supposed to show up. And with these cool retro designs that he has, I could see that being like almost because they look, they look like a generation, just slightly a generation before, you know, 
I could see I could see them having to step back the technology, the design, whatever, to prevent this sort of. Am I making any sense here? To make this yeah. uh, to prevent this sort of Borg infiltration, Borg changeling infiltration, keep it from oh, happening again. Oh my God! So you're saying it? Oh, they take a wow. step back towards the analog. Wow. That's I my theory. This. That's, that's my a, big theory. That's a, I, I don't, I'm not equipped to offer a rejoinder to this other than, wow, I, I think that sounds right. Okay, well, I'm probably wrong. I'm, 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 but that's just that's just what ran through my head today, all day long, all day, while I was at well, work. Okay, and had so nobody to tell to. You, you were mistaken about the Paul Rays. I was mistaken about Tom Ranker. We're allowed to be mistaken. That's true. Um, although I'm I still happy. think I still think either one of those things would have been excellent. Mm-hmm. Um Oh my gosh. Well, you know, the, some other notes I had here, and that's a great theory, man. Um, the Thanks. transporter thing, the, well, thank you. The, I worked the, hard on that. No, I didn't. It's plenty, but it's it's plenty of food for thought. And the, the, the thinking, though, that about the transporters, about how that is being assimilated through. And of course, that's, you know, how Roe was smart enough to go, yeah, I ain't getting on a transporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's right. right. That's right. Right. And, that's you know, right. And, you know, uh, Shelby apparently had not been assimilated because she just looked like a deer in headlights that last scene where she's like, what the, what's going they on shot my her ship? Up. And then they mm-hmm. shot her. Um, and, and, and now we have, instead of, and the children shall lead, the children shall bleed here. Mm-hmm. It's the <laughs> people 25 and younger. And, you know, the parallels between that, though, um, you could write so much delicious and if you're mean-spirited mean-spirited con, con uh, commentary there and i don't i'm not i just think it's interesting though that the the literally the next generation whatever it is if it if it melds with pardon the term if it melds with your theory and that does work if assuming people survive from this the next generation will be like picard uh, touched by the borg no matter what happens to the borg yeah exactly yeah yeah. So I love that. I think that's 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 right up there. Um, let's go to our good friend Liam Shaw and. Oh yes. Um, okay, look. You called that one. Wow. Well, you know what sucks is I can't prove it other than your good work. But I have I, a text. Do you want to know? You have the just, text. What did I yeah. say? Something like uh, he said he's going to die. Yeah, I just saw it. That last episode, I said. I said something because we were you and I were chatting and I said, oh, my God, I keep seeing people saying, oh, let's do a Captain Shaw episode. Too bad he's going to die or a Captain Shaw series. Of series something like yeah. too bad it's going to die. And I didn't say that gleefully. It's just as a writer, I was like, this guy, there's no there's no way there's no reason lives. for he's there because we needed a ship. You know, I thought. And he, but And what did I say to you? I said they need to do it right because it's otherwise it's going to make the TNG guys look bad. Because yep. they come along and they got him killed, and they did they did it right. He went down with his ship. He was protecting his ship and protecting his people. He and this is see and see that's the thing. That's why I like working with you, bro. Is because I was like he's going to die, and I just knew as a writer I would have killed him. Mm-hmm. And then you said, and they've got to do it right, like you just said, because fandom will lose their shit and say, oh, you know, the, because the everybody next, loves Captain Shaw, right? Yeah, and the next the next gen people are jealous, and it's like, folks, no. And and the actor, I'm sure Stashwood could be the first one to say, "Hey, I, I love to have regular series work, but I get what they did." I'm sure he will say that. Oh um, yeah, he's a decent guy. He's an actor. He's a pro. He knows what he's talking about. But but the other thing I want to say about that though is like your point um, um, about how they got to do it right. 
he's laying there and he gets the death scene that everybody wants. I mean, I don't know about you. I was an actor. I had a couple of death scenes. I mean, you bring the house down if you do it right. Yeah. And he says to Seven, well, first he acknowledges her name is Seven. But the other thing is he gives kind of a version of the JJ verse. I'm not the captain now. You are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did, did that even hit you at all? That didn't no? hit me at all. No. Uh-uh. Pike that's another piece of Star Trek history I tried to wipe from my mind. Well, I know, but you got to admit <laughs> that scene in the Star Trek uh, 2009. Yeah, admit, that one. You know, of the three Greenwood, of those, that was the my, one I can tolerate. Yeah. My cousin Bruce Greenwood, as Pike, steps into the. the Wait a minute, your cousin's Bruce Greenwood? I wish. No. Are His you, name's Greenwood. Although the same last name. Okay. Yeah, but, well, that, but I'm I, just saying. Who knows? Yeah. He knows, yeah. Uh, but I mean, when he steps in the transporter and he says, hey, Mr. Kirk, I'm not the captain. You are. You are, yeah. And, yeah, I, and, I, yeah. and I thought, here, and I want to say something else, though, that I like was a wonderful, uh, wonderful take here. You know how I've talked about how I think Shaw is a grease monkey who kind of worked mm-hmm. his way up. He's a, he's a Scotty who actually got into command, but mm-hmm. in my opinion, never looked totally comfortable in the command seat. Right. And when he says, he's the one who goes, wait a minute, we can get out of this. when Maintenance the, deck. Maintenance deck. Who would know about the maintenance deck? Who would think about the maintenance? Would Picard? No. Would, would no. Riker? No. no. Who would think about the maintenance Jordy. deck? Jordy. Jordy. Yeah, engineer. Scotty. Scotty. Mm-hmm. So here's my thought, though. Here's what I wrote under maintenance deck slash Shaw. And I'm like, yeah. And then I wrote, and then remember, Jordy had an idea after we lost Shaw. And I could, I could, I didn't think it was a shuttlecraft. You know what I thought it was going to be? Oh, I thought it was going to be lifeboats. You thought it was going to be worker bee. No, you thought, no, I didn't think it was going to be worker bee. And I didn't think it was going to be lifeboats. This just tells you how limited my imagination is. I was like, Jordy's going to go saucer separation. We can (gasps) lock down the whole, yeah, right? I thought, I thought he was going to do that. No, that would have been kind of (laughs) cool. But there's no warp drive, right? Well, and that, and and it's still tied to the ship. That's data, as data pointed. And this was another really great writerly thing they did um they they tell the story through the dialogue uh data says the start the shuttlecraft are autonomous like they're not connected to the fleets um connecty bullshit right thing, whatever. right right yeah. right and that's that's what's smart but it might you know i just go by my first yeah 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 tanks, right track that tanks is your first thought right yeah, yeah it would have been well, stupid we've got a we've got a ship that can separate now though who knows that's it true could, it could that's happen. true and, and then i wrote something shove Starts with the P and then it per, per oh damn per day per, per some of that some of that Latin that uh, no he's not Opus Day or whatever but it was like Shaw he did something he per anyway you know what I I don't remember um uh yeah and so then they get away and they finally get back to and we find out what's in Bay Twelve and of course the last note I wrote was in all caps the fat one. The fat one. I Nobody love that. I love that they allude that they 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 planted that seed so early, um, and kind of made us forget about it. You know, um, that was that's that was just surreal, really. Um, well, that's the secret, isn't it? I mean, is is you? It's it. You know, sorry, folks, for the 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 punishness of it, but it's Chekhov's gun. Um, you don't. Yeah. You That's don't true. conspicuously say anything in a book or a movie or a TV show. Well, this not... show has been so thought out. Like I said yeah. before, there's nothing that hasn't happened. At least off the top of my mind, nothing hasn't happened not for a reason. You know, everything has happened for a reason. Nothing has been for the sake of doing it. And that's right. kind of what I love about it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm Lucas, just... that's why that's why 
That's why you're going to be a great showrunner some days because, well, no, you, you're like in the middle of the night going, if Jim Kirk is in this, man, how does this work? Oh, I was doing that. I was yeah, doing that. Yeah. You're, you're, but that's the thing. I mean, when I'm in the midst of writing one of my mystery novels, such as they are, I dream about the character yeah. and, and I wake up and I'm thinking of things. And it's, it's great because you know your subconscious is really working the problem. And that's an important thing for a writer and a showrunner. Um, <clears throat> Do you have another big theory, or should I go to? Uh, those, 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 that's 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 my big theory. One other thing I want to say about the Borg, and I may have already said it. Uh, I think I just want to kind of want to use the word catharsis because that's kind of what's happening here with the Borg. We're having a big Borg catharsis yeah. because yeah. we, like I said, I think in my notes here it says we've never had a chance to emotionally process Locutus and Borg because we always keep coming back to it. It never gets a closure, and I think. Oh, and I think we're getting a closure. I think we're going to get a closure with with Locutus and the Borg at the end of this. I think You're we're right. all done. I think we're all sick and tired of it. Let's be done with it narratively. Well, yeah, we've been picking at this this scab for thirty years, mm-hmm. and we yeah. never let it heal. You know, right. I, I I'm with you on that. I I agree. Um, uh, I had a couple of stray things um to say uh you know the very beginning when they're the red door before jack and yeah Troy going, did that look to you at all like it did to me like the bad robot logo for a second uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, well you know now that you think about it they got all that flower petals floating in the air well no and... no just like the door they come oh close just and the door see, like, with it's the crusty like paint eyes. yeah yeah go yeah. look again and just okay i'll check it's, it out it's dumb but anyway and then uh it's interesting <laughs> when you know i wrote when did troy become a vulcan and and that's okay well I mean, you know I, I will say to this point as i said last episode they had a vulcan and i think that's why i think troy is why the vulcan had to die I agree. Um, because we had to really give her something great. Because traditionally, poor poor Deanna Troy, poor Marina Sirtis, they never gave her anything good to do. Right. And now she, like this, finally has a, a reason to shine, you know, right. and really show off her abilities. So I was I didn't really have a problem with that. You know, let 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 let's let's see that side of Troy we never really got to see. You know, as I said, every character in this is is better than they've ever been. Right. I want to see more of Brent Spiner as this laid back data. Like that is just like there's there was a moment where he's telling Jordy like everything's gonna be okay. And I'm like, I felt comforted by it. You yeah. know what I mean? You <laughs> know, it just kind of gave me chills like watching it unfold. Like it was just really kind of amazing to see data have this growth and then live in that growth you know what i mean i hope uh, and i fast. think i think i think spiner is is this is the best version of data spiner's ever done well he's so you can tell he's comfortable it's just easy he's not trying to be over the top like a uh-uh. friggin soon he's not trying to be over the top like lore and we all know how data is we he was great as data i think he's perfectly blended these these all of these attributes uh into and in, in, into a brand new character that yeah. we're all familiar with somehow you know I, I just think i think this version of data is great i'm like i want to see just a little more of this data yeah he's put snidely whiplore to bed and you know it's kind of like for me it's like um i'm not one of those people who thinks that john wayne was not a good actor i just think that of course every role had a kind of a variation on the wayne thing but it's like you know it's like um when john wayne did brannigan where he's a cop going to do fish out of water modern day cop going to to london it's it just doesn't work because you want to see john wayne in a cowboy hat right Mm -hmm. well you 
me, I don't. I want to see Spiner with a Starfleet emblem on his chest. I don't really want to see him being some. Yeah, snidely. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, I, I, I listen. I, I we, mean, again, we're typecasting I, him, and unfortunately, that's just the breaks in this case. You know, well, he's yeah. so good in that role. Uh, yeah, I, it's I can't not easy. And I, you know, he's achieved more than you know. You think about it, like one or two percent of working actors make a living, and beyond, it's just a fraction of them that can make a mark as a uh, an iconic character. And he's done. He has done what Leonard Nimoy did to a degree. Mm-hmm. He, he has done this. He has done what John Wayne did to a degree. Mm-hmm. It's just that when they pull him out of that, um, you know, he's Doctor Oaken from Independence Day, or he's one of the variations of the Sung family, I just don't find him compelling or interesting. And, and it's not his fault necessarily. Uh, uh, I think it's it, the, the roles, you know, but the good news is, is that as data though, he is again, an icon. And, you know, uh, uh, just speaking as a guy who was a, you know, a very, very, you know, semi pro actor at best for a few years, I would take that, mm-hmm. you know, I sure. would. It's, it's, sure. it's, it's something, but I, I, I feel a little bad when I criticize it, but it's just, well, you know, you're not criticizing Spiner so much as you're criticizing what they've, what, what they've shoehorned him into so many times, you know, um, fair enough. I think the Soongs are all friggin' crazy. I, I right. had, I've kind of had enough of the Soongs, you know, we, so and they're they are all they are mad scientists they are the mustache twirling mad scientists you know what i mean yeah um but i i i felt like spiner as this new version of the data is like like comfortable you know yeah he's very comfortable with this yeah this role it seemed like to me yeah. uh it was just kind of refreshing really and 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 for it to affect me the way it did as i, I kind of like i said i kind of felt comforted by by data for once were you surprised that they didn't just plop Data's engrams and memories into B4's body? Why did they have to, you know? Yeah, I know that you know. And at the end of Nemesis, I thought, well, there's your next movie. They're going to just there you put, go. put Data into B4, and it, it'll just be a kind of a new learning curve for B4, but it'll mostly be Data. Um, I, you know, they didn't even reference really uh, B4's body. He B4 got like one line right. Or two, maybe, and then yeah, yeah, the body. Who knows what happened to the body? Yeah, yeah. What well, did? Uh, well, was he in like season one or two of Picard? Maybe did he show up in? Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't. I, 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 I don't know. I don't like. I said like I, I told remember. our I've good friend to we got to today. I said because hey, he was talking about how the first two seasons had sullied this one some, and I said just dude. I said don't just pretend like do like me. I pretend like they don't even exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I was watching. And I'm a fan of red letter media. I'm not going to lie. And uh, they, those guys are funny. Oh my God. They're recaps. But I was watching one. I, I clipped one and put it on. Well, did I do that or did a guy know? Uh, I think you did clip one and I tried to click on it. It didn't work. Oh, well, there was a video of the, I uh, uh, stolen from a, a screen screenshot or video of, uh, and it was uh, Picard being interviewed. Well, it was, Patrick Stewart being interviewed by the unctuous um, Wesley Crusher. Oh, yes, I did see that. Yeah. Oh, and, we're waiting. I, yeah. This is how, here's what we, and this is how 10 forward is on a street. Name. Uh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. And I was just like, just a reminder how good it really is these days, folks, because that was just dog shit. That, that was so yes, awful. That's so for, stupid. And, by the way, and I, I spent a we'll, good amount of time thinking about that today. 
Did you? Because Will Wheaton, I'm not going to lie, I, I know he had some rough stuff because of, you know, his childhood and all this. Other, and, and I actually, I started blogging, believe it or not, because of Will Wheaton th almost, well, almost 20, 25 years ago. Um, he had a blog. He had one of the first blogs and I read it and I hmm. was like, it was like just a geek or something like that. And he turned it into a book, but it was like, oh, this guy, I hated Wesley and I was mean about Wesley. I went to a con wearing a hate Wesley button or whatever. And I was like, oh, but that wasn't nice. And 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 I thought, this is a really good guy. And I still think he's probably a decent guy. <laughs> but what, what I, I, I've been kind of, I don't watch the, uh, what is it called? The after tracks or whatever it's, it is. Uh, yeah, ready room. Ready room. But every clip I see, he's so unctuous and, and it's like he's like a game show host, and I'm like, "What the hell happened to you, WW?" Yeah, but, but maybe I, you know, <laughs> he doesn't owe me any explanation. But you know, I and then of course the way they use Wesley in the last second oh my of the gosh. last episode, yeah. it was so cheesy. Anyway, they shot it out at like a, the you know your a neighbor, park or neighborhood something. park, yeah. Uh -huh. Maybe you we know, need anyway. him for thirty minutes on a Thursday, yeah. Which is just um, and, and you know and then you hear Bev saying, "I lost, I gave space to Wesley, and then I lost him to space," which is like yeah. kind of a nice line. But... You know, and it's and it's crazy because that was that you know you you hear the mother's lament in that, but then you see how Wesley was treated in the previous season, and it's like you know that doesn't even honor how she feels. Exactly, hundred you percent. Know? But we could go on. We could go on. All yeah. right. So, all right. So that was that's Vox, and uh, that's the penultimate. So the ultimate is are you call it the last generation is next week. Uh, where do you think we're going, bud? Well, like I said, I think we're going to. Uh, I th I feel like it could be a big reset, man. That can be a big reset. And I still stand by my, I still kind of stand by my theory. Enterprise G, seven and nine is captain. Do I love it? I, I don't know. I think seven's really impressed me a little bit, this, quite a bit this season. Um, I think she's more interesting now than she was on Voyager. Um, Naomi Wildman. Who's name? Oh, Naomi Wildman. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know you're talking about now. Yeah, mm -hmm. the little kid. I loved it when little she was kid, Naomi yeah. Wild. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like that aspect of her when uh, she was like that. But I know. Okay. Yeah. No, I liked her on Voyager too. You know, uh, she, I didn't like she Voyager. Really, but, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. You know. But I watched. Uh, I watched it for some I, reason. I watched some. Yeah. <laughs> I could make a joke. I'm not going to. Favorite anyway. episode of Voyager, real quick. Equinox, two parter with uh with the great uh, John Savage. That's my favorite. Uh, my favorite episode is the episode where it features the doctor. Dr. Robert well, please Picardo. take the nature of your favorite episode. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't, I don't guess I really have a, you know, I'll be honest. I've not seen all of Voyager. I've seen like the, maybe the first four seasons and then the last, I saw couple, enough. last few episodes. I saw enough. Yeah. I saw enough to get Cass out of the friggin' way and these, and, um, what's her name? Jerry Ryan in, in, in there. And um, I enjoyed her. You got to understand though, when I was, when I was young, let me give you a little Voyager background. When I was young, we didn't have cable TV, right. and Star Trek: The Next Generation was off the air. Right. And I heard about this brand new show called Voyager, and Star Trek Communicator magazine had just launched, and there was this beautiful, beautiful glossy print Star Trek Communicator magazine. Star Trek Communicator magazine. I found out of Walden Books with this beautiful Voyager starship on the cover, and I was mm -hmm. like, I am all. And the TV yeah. guide had the crew, and I'm like, you had these weird aliens. Like Neelix, you didn't know what that was. And it's like, I am all in on this. And I couldn't get the channel. It was oh, out of UP, UPN in Nashville, Tennessee. I had to turn this friggin' antenna on our house. And 
and pick it up. And I would watch Monday night, 7 p.m. through static for the first, I don't know, probably season of Voyager. I would watch it through static as best I possibly could just because it was new Star Trek, you know. Um, And then later, of course, dude, if I was a kid. If if my kid self knew I could just turn on that TV and watch every single episode of Star Trek ever made, dude, pardon my language, my kid self would shit his pants right now. Oh, here. I know. Yeah. I mean, I just never thought a day would like that would come, you know, because I'd watched, you know, all through Next Generation. And at the time when I was a kid, I didn't get into Deep Space Nine. It was too grown up. I'm like, there's lockdown in the stupid space station. You know, as an adult, though, I, you know, I love Deep Space Nine. Uh, so I was, I was really like just thirsty for Voyager. I thought, man, they got this cool ship They're in the Delta. It's like a Gilligan's Island thing. They're in the Delta quadrant. And I'm like, it's going to be, and it had a lot of potential. And as an adult, as a right, you know, as someone who likes to write, um, I could say there's a lot of potential there that they never, never really, oh. ex- never really uh, executed, you know, you know what, we'll have to do one of these times, something about, about that we'll revisit that and um okay fair enough i i think i don't know where it's going other than um i've already predicted my death and that was my death the death of a character and that was shaw which is to me easy to pick but i don't see i don't see anybody in the next gen dying although i guess picard would be a logical person to to die but he's positronic right but he could still be he could still die yeah, yeah yeah Uh, or, you know, sacrifice himself and all that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I have, I have loved this journey to, to this point and by and large, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. I kept waiting give... for the bottom to fall out, didn't you? I actually, um, I've, I, I think I've got inured to the bottom falling out throughout. And this one, I felt like this is going to be. Like I can think of this being shown later once it's no longer first run, yeah, and and stitched together, and and I thought, eh, they're it's not going to be like I think they're going to go on the offensive one last time as the crew. That's what I felt because once they fired up the Enterprise D, yeah, I was like, I was like, Katie, bar the door because you know yeah. these cats, these cats are back, and these geezers are going to make it happen, Captain. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. A uh, couple of couple of poached eggs, real quick, because we we do want to talk about the potential live stream. Uh, Jack's phaser has been uh, something I've been coveting. Yes, yes, that re- sort of a retro refit. I did you do you have the universal remote by any chance that looks like I, the old the old phaser? I do not. Okay, no. well, hold on. I'll get it in just a second. You're going to get it? Yeah. And if you are a subscriber to the show, you could see what he's going to produce. Um, I, I would say that no, but I am a huge fan of the original series, Phasers. And I am a, a very big fan, by the way, of the original, original, which is the pilot with Captain Pike, the original Pike. Mm-hmm. I love the old ones. Oh, yeah, where you got a, like a, like a, like a camera lens. Yeah, old camera like lens. A, yeah, like a three-way yeah. kind mm-hmm. of deal because Pike's into the three-way. And... I, I I love that from Skyline love, Chili. Yeah, there's a Skyline. Oh, so Go I ahead. want. Oh my God, I want. I not the way you were talking. Uh, definitely not enough. Not after I've eaten that stuff. But I'll say this: I love that those two phasers. So I love Jack's phaser, and I I just saw he's dying. This is great. I got him. Um, 
I saw the USS Ikaru Sulu, and I'm a sucker for yes. those kind of things. Uh, did you mm -hmm. see any I'll other ships? I, I, didn't. I stopped that site. Yeah, I guess uh, I heard USS Pulaski on there. I did say Pulaski, uh, right? Right. Uh, I saw Catherine. A, I saw a USS Sutherland, which we we know is a Nebula class starship. Um, I saw. Um, you know, I I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I did stop and look at a lot of them. You know, but I don't. I just don't, I'm drawing a blank right now. Well, but I do love I'm with you, though. I love that stuff. And I used to, you know, ask 12 year old me and I could probably tell you the registry numbers of all those ships. Dude, you know? I could have told you what the Congo was. Right. Yeah. From the original series, which never was on the show, but I had the model. It was kit. in the tech. Oh, uh, was it technical manual? Well, I had the model kit. Oh, you had the model kit. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm a lot like Robert Meyer Burnett. I didn't have the money to like just buy a whole fleet of them and destroy a few of them, but mm -hmm. I would get a couple like over the, you know, and I, I, I got to a point because my older brother and my younger brother and I, we play with firecrackers. I remember one year it's like, yeah, we've, we've loved playing with this enterprise, but it's cracked and beat up and we're terrible model makers. So we just blew the shit out of it. Like it was a constellation. <laughs> yeah. So great. So great. All right. Look, I don't we don't want to wear you guys out because we want you to be fresh for next week, but we want to talk about this. So Saturday okay, next Thursday the twentieth is our penultimate episode the of twenty twenty three, the third season. If you're listening to this in the future, God bless you, please report back. But the point I'm trying to make is we would love to do a YouTube live stream. And what's gonna happen with that is we're gonna give you all the information next week on how to get it and we will uh, also make the information available on mgopod.com how to log in and it, again you need to understand this will be live it will be recorded for later date but it will be live and it will feature the the faces for radio the original faces for radio ourselves uh, starfleet's own lucas hardwick and alex greenwood um it I'm going to look into it, and there'll be instructions to see if we can switch to your camera. I don't know. At the very least, though, the comments will be live, and we will continuously scan and read the comments as we go. Um, but So we're kind of new at this. I've done live streaming before, but not quite in this way. But I want to do that. But we want to do that on Saturday night, Central Time. I'm thinking... What do you think, Lucas? Is eight thirty or nine o'clock? It's nine. Yeah, that would then? probably be good for me. Yeah, eight, yeah. eight, eight thirty or so. Uh, that's actually a great night for me. My wife is out on a play. She's going to play with a bunch of friends. So, oh, nice. my, and my son will be asleep. So, and the alcohol will be flowing. Okay, well, that's what I was going to say. Because if uh, if Double H is awake, you might not be able to participate. Yeah, so. he'll be snoozing. All right, would, that sounds yeah. good. Why don't we, uh, we'll say, we'll probably what we'll do is kind of a warm up around 830. We'll get it going and then we'll start rolling, you know, 15, 20 minutes in. But but there'll be free flowing conversation and we're going to invite everybody um, on our Twitter feeds. Let's get, hey, can we get some of our Twitter friends? I'm going to try and get, let's get Mugato. Let's get to Sub Commander Tal. Sub Commander Tal. Uh, we'll, is hey, Mark we'll Altman, maybe him. Mark Altman will show up. I. <laughs> Will he meet our gaze even over the internet? Who knows? Maybe if Mugatu's here, he's met Mugatu and Tall. You know, that's one thing you've met. You maybe you guys can run if you're listening, run some interference for us. Yeah. Just say, and, look, those guys are cool. Yeah, we're cool. We, we talk about 
our other tracksports periodically. We we apparently buy their merch, and mm-hmm. I'm he's wearing it right now. I'm if you were, one right you now. were a subscriber, you'd learn a big you'd, dirty you'd, secret right you'd now. You know, you would you would you would know the 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 secret exactly. But we're not going to tell you because you're not a subscriber. If you don't have a dollar ninety nine, then it must not be that important of a secret. But um, so I will just say <laughs> that we want to do that. So here's the deal. Again, next week we will pound this in. Next week. I will put up a page on mgopod.com, a special uh, Trek Takes page with all the instructions for how to find us and what to do. Um, but I want to say this last thing about this because people get kind of, he's showing, hang on. Oh, man. Hang, he's, that's his way of saying I'm just saying, like, I'm just cool. saying we got a little show and tell when you get he's done. He's got some show and tell. I, oh, man. He's, he, know, he knows the way to my heart. I'll tell you that. Um, if my wife had one of those, there'd be trouble. <laughs> But maybe in a good way. I don't. That'd be some good trouble. Anyway, gonna introduce you to my wife there, dude, because you might say, you know, if you want him to mow the lawn, I've got the way. Um, <laughs> all right. So and that's not a euphemism. All right. So listen, we're gonna put all the instructions. But understand now, please don't be mad at us. Um, we we barely know how to get this podcasting thing working. The live stream stuff we've done, but it's it's wonky, and not everybody. The thing I've learned, Lucas. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I participate mm-hmm. in so many of these things. Doesn't matter. Everybody's computer's different. Everybody's technology is going to be different. a technical problem. And people get a little, not not at me, but I I do a live stream. I mean, this is not even something I'm going to reveal here, but I, I do a periodic live stream and people just have devil of a time getting on. And it's like, I don't, I can't, I'm not tech support. I'm just, you, you, to me, it's like, yeah. I'm CBS. Here's the signal. Your TV mm-hmm. and your VCR and your DVR. I mean, it could be me that has the trouble next week, you know. Well, let's hope hopefully not. Hopefully you, not. Dude, you know what, dude? We gonna, you know what? We're Maybe we should do a do. test draw run. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I used to work in TV and rehearsal. You know, trying to do a well, draw run. I was gonna run. say you you were uh, live TV director, weren't you? Yeah, I directed the morning newscast here in Evansville, Indiana, WFIE Television TV, uh, NBC affiliate. Dude, this is what's so weird, by the way, is that when people say to us, or if they did say, you guys, what do you know? You're not in the industry. Well, he was a director, of, a TV director, a local TV. I, I, was. Was a, I was vice president of a TV station for three years. I mean, we oh, know a little bit. Wow. I mean, you know, okay. I want to Yeah, wanna, I was the guy wanna, you probably wanna, hated, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? A, a president of the TV station gave me one of the biggest raises I ever got gotten a job, so... And in TV, that's that's a chunk of money. Let me tell you, because oh, yeah. notice yeah. I say was in television. Yeah, there, and there's a reason. There's yeah. no money in it. Well, yeah. well, you know, it's funny that I was, if I say so myself, popular with the engineers who were union because mm-hmm. my dad was union. So I was mm-hmm. like, I was always. I was always a soft touch for a VP, you know. <laughs> I would my boss would be like, "What are you doing, caving into them?" I'm like, "Well, come on, they're union. We need them." And they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh God, I'm in the wrong line." Anyway, all right. So, uh, Lucas, okay. So we will do that. So next week, next Thursday, same bat time, same bat channel, and we'll yeah. give you all information on the live stream. You have something to show us. Uh, what I have here is uh, I don't remember the name of the company, and if, and if you're a Star Trek fan, you probably have seen these things. I've seen it, but, but... somebody has. A few several years ago, came out with this universal remote control that looks like the '66 Star Trek, the, the original series Phaser. Phaser and, two. Yeah, and it is something. It is really something. It's got weight to it. It's made out of metal and plastic, and it it will control your television. And you just hold the button and wave it around. I didn't have it programmed at one point. The battery's dead on it right now, uh, but it lights up and makes noises. And, and does it sound like I mean like a phaser? Yeah, it does sound like a phaser. 
I can't show it to you because it's not charged up, but uh, it came in this really cool military looking box. This is NCC 1701 phaser. I'll have to show you the box sometime, but check this out. It comes apart. Phaser one and phaser two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it does, it's like, if you're the Hallmark ornament, I have the Hallmark ornament. I have the Hallmark ornament, but it's not that big. It's not. Yeah. It's a little bit smaller. The Hallmark ornament is a little smaller than this. Uh, but it pops right back. And this thing comes apart. It comes into like a foam padded, like military style, you know, attache, you know, big case, big chunky plastic case. Oh, this dial back this. here. Well, uh, I don't remember what that does. But anyway, uh, it comes apart. You unscrew. There's a screw in the bottom. You take it apart. You can put it back in the case. And I've got something else to show you. But this is this is one of the coolest things. Like if if you're a cosplayer. Yeah, you can go get the Art Asylum or whatever version, Plastic Boy. Um, this is the real deal right here because it feels like you're holding a phaser when you hold this thing. It it looks so real. Yeah, and oh, and it's got this like the crystal that comes out of the side. It's got a little Holy crystal in there. If you can see that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, dude. It's, I I it's, wonder if I wonder if I looked on eBay if I when I sold my it. first house, I bought these because they're not cheap. <laughs> I bought this I'm and, go, I, and, I and I bought this, the communicator. And this oh, thing Bluetooths to your phone, so I can take phone calls on this. And then when it's charged up, the, the, the dial spins and the lights light up and it just say, you know, it'll, it does the noir. Yeah. It makes sounds from the show and all that stuff. How does it sound when you take a call on it? Uh, it sounds pretty good. It's like a speakerphone. That's the it, that's the unfortunate part, you know. But but, but I mean, it like sounds this, like they did from the show. Yeah, then. yeah. This part's metal too. This is metal. So it's oh, not that. Man. It's not plastic junk. Um, but like you can tell, it's just a quality. This is the communicator. It's a quality, really nice piece of Dang, Star Trek. Man. And if you're Wait, a cosplayer, this is what you want, you know. Um, you don't, you don't want that that cheap jagoff stuff that's got like the. It's not, it's not like the equivalent of these, the, these uh, all light up and you know that spins and you can press these buttons and they'll do quotes from the show and it's yeah, not like it, the equivalent of like having like a, a, a cap gun with an orange tip. It's it's the and, real deal. And like detail wise, like there's no plug it, it magnetically charges to the stand that it's on. Both of Holy them do. Crap. Both of them do. Yeah. It's it's a cool and I can't remember the name of what what I'll have to, I got the box somewhere. I'll have to look it up, but I knew you would just like get a kick out of this. This is like one Wait, of the let coolest, me get, let me, let me some of the cool, I have one other cool thing. I have one other cool thing. I can All show right. you some. Bring it, bring you it. You want me to bring it right now? Yeah, I do. Um, It's right under my legs right here. Well, um, then there you go. Hold on. If I can get it out, if I can get it out. This is an Eagle Moss deal. Oh, this is an Eagle Moss deal. It's not a There's ship. more deals coming tomorrow from the Eagle Moss people it's, who it's bought not, out. Eagle it's Moss. not uh, a ship, but it is Eagle Moss before they went under. God bless them. Yeah, they were doing dedication plaques from Starship. Get no, you don't. Made out of you resin. Don't. Dude, don't I got even. a D. I got a D. I was going to actually, I meant to open with that and show that to you. But dude, what I got right here, what I got right here, dude, you're going to flip out. The original Enterprise dedication black. Just don't, just wait, don't even move. I'm taking a picture of that. Are you okay. kidting me? No, Starship not. class, San Francisco. Jeez, oh, peace. And I got, I got a D. I got a D. You got a D? I got a D. Uh -huh. Jeez. I'll, 
Maybe I can right. look for that one too. You Hold and on. you might think I'm an Orion uh, slave gal because I'm so green with envy right now. This is this is just so wow. It's, I mean, well, you know, I was. Think you love all the noise, don't you? All the foam and the cardboard. Can't even hear around, it. Flapping around, you can't hear it. Dude, huh. I can hear it like crazy. All right. I almost gonna, bought. The, uh, go ahead. I almost bought the Ben Cisco the other day. They had like oh, for did 20, you for twenty? I didn't. My my, I I just lectured my my kid about uh, buying shit we don't need because we're trying to save for vacation. And I thought, uh, well, how's that going to look when I am? You know what? I, you want to hear a funny story? Uh, yeah, sure. God bless my dad. He passed away last year. Yeah. My dad hated the fact that I love to buy shit like this. He hated it. And uh, God bless him though. And I remember. Uh, ordering from Starlog Magazine, uh, the Star Trek Generation, Star Trek Voyager communication pen with a little rectangle behind it, you know? Right. Uh, and I, I love that because that was the newest one. Right. And it was $12 at a Starlog Magazine. And I remember that coming in the mail. And I remember I was swimming in the pool. We, my parents had, we had a above ground pool. My dad and I come in from the pool, and that box was sitting there. And I'm like, that's the communicator pen, you know, and it had the you know, little brass backings, you know, it's not magnetic like it is now. And I remember opening it up, and dad's like, he's like, you spent money on that. And I was sitting on the piano bench in our living room. He's like, you spent money on that. And I was like, yeah. He's like, let me tell you something about that shit right there, man. He said, he said, when that stuff says collector on it, that means they're going to collect your money. <laughs> he wasn't hundred percent wrong, was he? He wasn't hundred percent wrong. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Hold on, let me get a scissor. But you got so much joy out of it. Oh, I did. It's a memory I'll never. And that was my dad. You know, God bless him. Um, oh, oh, you know, uh, he's just an old coal miner trying to provide for his family. You know, right. um, it says collector out of collection. <laughs> it's going to collect your money. But this is what I meant to open with, and I forgot. Because oh, because Picard goes to the Enterprise D dedication plaque. Here I have oh it my in my hand. Gosh, with Admiral Gene Roddenberry and Rick Berman and Pillar and Livingston. Oh, Justman Sack. Wow, Susan Sackett. Yeah. Well, Susan earned that. Um. Wow. Michael Okuda. Wow. So yeah, great. that's it's so it's such a cool piece. Um, is it is have. it wood or is it? It's, what is it made it's of? resin plastic. Oh. And what's what's kind of stinks though is the other one. The, end, the original Enterprise comes with hangers on the back. This has no hangers on it. Well, how are you supposed to? I mean, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. anyway. Still, it's uh, beautiful. But, yeah, this is a nice little show and tell for, for everybody. For, for your $1.99. Right. Yeah, seriously, folks. It, 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 you know, and, you know, if you if 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 a $1.99 says collector to you, you know what that really means. Uh, it means we're going to collect your money. Like, going to collect your money. And, of course, that means that when I come to WonderCon in June, dude, I just checked. I think I'm free. Are you going to come? Are you coming to WonderFest, dude? Wonderfest, I invited sorry. you last year. I couldn't last year. Yeah, we lit, we lit, Oh, my God. Last year. You're a long disaster. way away. How long would it take me to drive there? About uh, half a to day? Louisville? Well, let's see. Um, where you live now to Evansville is about six hours. So another probably about eight hour drive. That's nothing. You know, or you could fly right straight to Louisville. If I have some savings uh, I, up with the the thing I, with the Southwest, maybe I can. Who knows? Um, the Plaza Hotel in Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. Uh, is Wonder that where they're Fest. doing it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me write. It, it, so it's it, not WonderCon. It's WonderFest. It's one. Sorry. It's WonderFest, and it's near the airport there in Louisville. And is, is, it's it's a big model sci-fi show. It's it's just it's a lot of fun if you like models, if you like old science fiction. I do. Uh, the guests. The guests vary, you know, um, 
a lot of times it's it's behind the scenes people special effects people um i'd love to meet dr man did you realize he designed the pocket knife from the saint i didn't know that you know what i was just watching the saint the other night i downloaded it for like five bucks three oh wow i have the dvd i love that movie. i used to have the dvd and you know i remember watching that in the theater in like 1997 or whatever it was it's elizabeth it shoe are you kidding me yeah i know and that and was like seize the criminal and it's, not, it's not even a great movie but like for four dollars or whatever it was on on apple i was like i'm downloading that just for nostalgia the criminal i love that movie though i love see yeah. that's one of those that's one of those movies for me that most people don't like that i'm just like i love it anyway I'm yeah sure. yeah it's, yeah Phil yeah. Noyce, he I think he did some of those uh those um Jack Ryan movies with He uh, did. He did. That was his claim to fame and uh-huh. uh, this movie, I don't know why it didn't work. You know what? Maybe we'll talk about the saint on our maybe our future podcast. On there, our maybe maybe future podcast. That's another little tease for folks out there who are interested, but uh we're we're already kind of lamenting that we're about done with this little lark. You know, it's going to be bitter it's going to be bittersweet. I'm so many ways. Because so many, this well, good is, news is that you and I aren't going anywhere. I mean, we can still figure out some stuff to we'll do. We'll figure so. it out. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you want. So if I go to this Wonderfest thing, so Darren's going to be there, but not the Trexpers, just Darren. No, just Darren's going to be there. And usually, like, one year he did a he did his own commentary for Star Trek The Motion Picture. And we, sh- I mean, it's just a DVD on a projector screen, but it was fun to have Darren there because he would do his Gene Roddenberry impression and all that stuff. I would pay big bucks just and it was it was so fun and and he seems like a really really nice fella too if you're like me like and i'm kind of i'm kind of on the end with some of the people there there's a big part there's a big party room they have there didn't you which every con has a big party didn't you run the party room last time i had to me and my friend ted who i room with ted every year uh my Mm -hmm. friend ted and we're rooming together again this year um but we inherited the party room last year because wait is it in your room it it was last year uh it isn't going to be this year (laughs) i was gonna say Um, yeah that can't be fun for you (laughs) but last year the people that normally run it couldn't go and they said hey you guys want to run the party room you can have it for free and we're like okay what do we got to do they're like just be there if you got anything to hang up on the walls decoration wise hang it up so we managed to procure a few monster sci-fi related items to hang on the wall. We brought some snacks and stuff. Kirk Thatcher, who played the um, right. uh, yeah. punk on the bus in Star Trek Four, was like, "I hate you, I berate you." Yeah, he he was a guest at the convention. He's a big I mean, dude's a party animal. He showed up, brought like all the booze, and uh, we had a big party room. It was it. And Darren Doctorman, Darren Doctorman was there, um, and Kirk Thatcher. Those are the ones that I really cared about because uh, those are Star Trek related stuff. But there was lots of other, lots of other guests uh, there that would be in and out. Um, but we had the party room was in our room, and um, but this year it's not going to be. It's it, they're try, they're working on arranging it right now. Uh, how that's going to go? But as as I was saying, if um, because I'm I'm kind of you know, with that crowd. Um, that's kind of where it's all happening after the after the day's events, you right. know. Uh, well, and it's well, a it's a big it's a fun time. Let me tell you. Well, um, let me you know let me. So really, I could just fly in. What is it? What would you say? Like I, 
Saturday I, night? Is that the night it, that everything uh, happens? Or? Friday, Friday night's kind of when it all starts. And that's so when get I'm there gonna, Friday night. And that's when I'm Sunday. gonna be there is Friday night. Yeah, Friday night, uh Saturday night, and then I'm gonna leave Sunday afternoon, you know. Um, but Friday night and Saturday night are the big are the big nights for for, for Wonderfest. And uh it's 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 a it's a real fun event. I just I just love Wonderfest. And I don't know if there's rooms available right now. Uh if you go to wonderfest.com, mm-hmm. uh, I think is the website, they you can get a special rate the hotel if there's any right. rooms available. You can special rate the hotel through them. Bill like I said Bill Krauss who designed the Titan is typically oh there. He may be I'm pretty, probably he's probably going to be there this year. Probably will have a model of the friggin' Titan there. Uh wow. built and lit up. Like his models are just amazing yeah that guy's um, off the hook man um uh, so uh, the model room is something worth seeing like you're talking about hundreds of models a lot of them starships yeah um, uh just rows and rows and rows of them and uh dude I, I just really think you i think you would really enjoy it there's panels and all kinds of stuff we can talk about it offline but all right um, but yeah yeah, yeah. wonderfest and if any people out there in in uh internet land are interested in it yeah louisville kentucky wonderfest uh june 10th and 11th if you're gonna go um let us know here i'll just get my email alex at alexgpr.com alex a-l-e-x at a-l-e-x-g as in green p as in public r as in relations.com and just let us know if you're going to be there and i'll make sure that if i can't make it for whatever reason because i'd like to i'm going to look into it but but lucas will be there and i'll send your information along and maybe you can connect and uh, we always want to meet people who enjoy the show and connect with you guys and hear what you think and and also we we might have some some little hints about what we're going to do next so yeah hopefully yeah yeah um okay well listen uh Wow, we're gonna probably break a record and get out of here on a on a relatively decent time, yeah. Before because 10 I don't, I'm not sure next week it's gonna be that way, but uh, this week we are. And then again, don't forget to mark your calendar Saturday night around eight thirty Central Time uh, on the twenty second of April. We will we'll do our wrap up live show on YouTube. We'll have details to follow next week on the Thursday on the twentieth. Um, there'll be a link to the show notes that day that will point everything to you and you to them um lucas uh i'm glad we could both give vox to this penultimate episode um enjoyed it so much thanks for the show and tell and i look forward to hey no problem seeing you next week yeah i look forward to it too thanks for having me again it was my a fun pleasure show. and don't forget go listen to my george stevens episode. yes do listen to that i was listening to that today that is that is uh, good stuff Good Thanks, stuff. Go listen. Thank you, my friend. MGOPod.com. Of course, uh, subscribe now. Never miss an episode wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. He is Lucas Hardwick. And I am Alex Greenwood. And you've been listening to Track Takes right here on the Mysterious Goings On podcast. Thanks for joining us on Mysterious Goings On. Be sure to follow Mysterious Goings On wherever you get your podcast and never miss an episode. Don't forget, you can get the links to books and other things mentioned on the show at mgopod.com. Until next time, keep reading.